you send email like the way most people do, which is there's kind of two ways it's either like full of content, like just full of like teach lots of content, or it's like guru, like a big guru list, right? Just kind of pitch, pitch. Right? So those are the two kind of main styles okay. of email. Welcome to the Next Level Income Show, where it's our goal to take your income, your investments, and your life to the next level. I'm your host, Chris Larson. If you haven't yet, get a copy of our book for free at our website, nextlevelincome.com. That's www.nextlevelincome.com. Just click on the book link and I'll even send you a copy if you put your address in. In 2013, Luke Charlton, who joins us today on the Next Level Income Show, decided to quit his comfortable six-figure-a-year government job. He moved halfway around the world to London, which he's going to tell us in his story in this episode, and he started an online business as a coach. He thought he knew enough about marketing to survive in one of the most expensive cities in the world, but quickly realized this online thing wasn't as easy as it looked. And through years of trial and error, he finally discovered his formula for online success. Um, He's gone on to spend millions on advertising, help his clients generate over $50 million in sales. And now he spends his days as a quote unquote hermit living somewhere near Byron Bay with his two lovely children, runs his ad agency, and teaches other coaches how to get consistent high-paying clients with paid advertising and email, and he's going to teach you his system today. Luke Charlton, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. How are you going? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. I Look, if you're listening or you're watching, um, you don't know this, but Luke is coming to us from around the world in Australia, and it is early there. So he's doing this podcast at most times that people are sleeping. Um, And Luke Luke is the man. I'm going to allow him to talk a little bit about his background um, and uh, and hand it over to you before we dive into the uh, the meat of this discussion here. No problem. Yeah, I I um, it's five a.m moment for those listening which is actually as we we're chatting about before it's i actually get up at two so it's this is Amazing. if i if i get up at um if i get up at four, that's like a sleep it's like a sleeping for me um <laughs> yeah i get up at two because i've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old so i can just get a lot more done if i go to bed early and wake up earlier anyway um my background so yeah i am a, a marketing sales coach i predominantly work with paid advertising and email and i've been doing this this in 2000 well, I became a coach. I was just thinking about this last night, actually. I, 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 it's basically a decade that I've, I got certified in 2012 as a coach. Just, I got certified as a generic life coach and I was, I was a personal trainer and I wanted to do like more of the health stuff. And as I was, um, I moved to London in 2013. I thought, you know what? I'll launch my, I'll go full head on into my coaching business. And I moved to London because my family's from there. So I got my passport. And I, th- I thought, because I'm from Canberra in Australia, which is the capital, but it's not a big city. Yeah. So I thought my logic at that time was, well, there's more people in London, so it'll be easier to find. So that's why I moved to London. And um, and it was, and I failed miserably. Basically, I got one one new client in 12 months. And oh, the, wow. the approach- And what, there's took, like 8 million people in London. So I mean- Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cra- It's a lot. <laughs> and I was like networking like because it's, it's so big, you can net, go to a networking event like every night of the week. So I was networking like wow. five nights per week. I, I felt like if I was doing something, you know, I was moving towards client. I, I didn't get any clients from any of my networking after 12 months. Wow. Um, and I was doing like, yeah, I was really bad. Um, I was doing, uh, I had my own, it was back then it wasn't YouTube live. It was Google Hangouts. I had a Google Hangout yeah. show that I was doing once per week. I was doing like webinars. I was doing... Um, 
email very poorly back then. Uh, I, it got so bad at the end where I was door knocking, um, literally going from restaurant door to restaurant door, like just door knocking, trying to not even sell my coaching at that stage because I was just so desperate. I was selling mobile applications to like create like <laughs> mobile websites. Because uh, my mentor at the time said, yeah, they're really hot. You know, just, just try and sell a few of those to bring in some cash flow. Um, anyway, door knocking was really not a great, it was, it's kind of experience, um, gives you a lot of confidence, you know, get a lot of rejections, which the salespeople listening can probably, um, uh, you know, to that, but, um, yeah, so I failed miserably and I, I mm. went over there with, with a lot of savings and came back with a lot of debt. I had to move back to Australia and I ended up living with man because she was the only one that would let me live with her rent free. And, um, it was kind of a blessing because I, it allowed me to go, okay, like take a couple steps back. I got a side job in a bar, like a nighttime gig. So I worked on my business during the day and I worked there at night and it allowed me to kind of go, okay, what I'm doing is not working. Stop chasing all these bright, shiny objects. Like I even, <laughs> I even signed up to an MLM um, company yeah. while I was in London selling pain patches. I actually have some of the pain patches still pretty funny. Um so anyway, it allowed me to take a, a couple steps back and go, okay, I'm not, you know, just doing all this random stuff is not working. And that's when I started to go, okay, what is it that um, the most successful people do? And really I should have done this right in the beginning. So I started looking at what they were doing in terms of um, even before the internet, right? People, what were people doing like years ago? And that's what kind of got me onto copywriting and learning um, about um, people like Eugene Schwartz, um, uh, like Joe Sugarman, um, Gary Halbert, uh, you know, Dan Kennedy and all the yeah. kind of big names in marketing Masters, and copywriting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I started just looking at them and looking at, okay, what makes them successful are these kind of like boring principles, these fundamentals. And that's what I, I'm, that's what I kind of, what has made me so, so successful we'll talk about in a little bit in terms of like where I've gone. But um, I started realizing what makes you successful is not like these bright, shiny new funnel or this tech. It's, it's the boring stuff that people don't really talk about. Yeah. Um, like step one, you know, if you're going to sell a product, you need to understand that if you want to like attract that client, understanding them almost better than they understand themselves, right? Their biggest pain points, their frustrations, their desires, the problem um, that they're struggling to solve that's step one as a fundamental and that's requires hard work it requires research it requires doing all of the tedious work people just don't want to do it requires getting on the phone with people and having conversations yeah. um and to me that's just it's just like an like now looking back it's it's so simple it's on the phone with people have a conversation you know figure out what they're struggling with but for whatever reason people and i was the same we just look for these kind of easy shortcuts to like oh, what's the last funnel like is it a five-day challenge what's the what's the shortcut to, to success mm. um and so i went away from that and looked more at the fundamentals and so that that's what i kind of harp on about now it's it's not the sexiest topic a lot of the time but it's what actually gets results what makes you a lot of a lot of money so anyway i am um, i started learning copying getting deep into that and then i was at that stage, I was really tired of like pounding the pavement of like literally door knocking, right. Chasing down leads that I knew I wanted a more automated way of getting clients. It's the typical, like I, I knew there was a, but like, it had to be a better way kind of phrase. Uh, and that's what 
down to paid advertising. And this is when, this is back in 2015 now. And um, uh, Facebook was just starting to become like, and um, I found this guy um, and I uh, bought his Facebook advertising course and he ran an agency and he put up an ad inside his private coaching community. Hey, I'm hiring media buyers. Uh, I applied and out of 50 people, I got the gig. And so I went from spending like 20 bucks a day on my own campaigns to like $100,000 um, a month, over, literally overnight, probably more than that. It's probably more like $200,000 a month. He just threw me in the deep end, basically. So I learned very quickly sure. how, to, how to run ads. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with him for a couple of years. Um, and then I went out and started my own agency. So I've been doing that ever since. So there's like kind of two sides to my business where I will, you know, set up and scale campaigns that get appointments for coaches and experts and sales yeah. professionals, salespeople. And the other side is I'll coach people how to do the same thing if they're not a fit for the um for the done for you side. Yeah. Um yeah. Now, now part of my story as well is going back to the fundamentals. I was really tired of all the kind of complex funnels and all this stuff. And one of the things I noticed that people have been doing for like the last hundred years, very simple strategy, right? To get clients is step one, you build a list, right? Of quality leads, build a list and you email that before you, before internet, it was kind of just direct mail them, right? So you build a, a list or you put it up and add in a newspaper, get inquiries, and then you send direct mail. Well, the internet version of that is you build an email list and you, and you mail them. And, and even to this day, email is the most profitable marketing method. It's the best ROI. About that, um, even with all, yeah, even with like SMS and um, Messenger and all that, like email has the highest ROI. That follow-up mechanism, right? You can send multiple marketing messages and follow up with your prospects. And so that's what I focused on. It was not the sexiest, but that's um, that's what works really, really well. So I got really good at paid advertising, and I started getting you know great at, at email too. So I kind of combined those with my clients running ads and showing them how to use email without, it's like how to get high paying clients without any complex funnels, right? Using advertising and email is kind of my, it's like through, um, yeah, through, through that journey. So that's, that's, that's what I teach. And Amazing. So I, I do want to, I do want to kind of rewind a little bit here, Luke. So, um, you know, people, people might've heard this in the intro, but you had a, you had a nice, comfortable six figure government job before you moved in, into this. What, yeah. You know, tell, tell us a little bit about what you were doing and what, what was the decision that, that uh, allowed you to make that leap or inspired you to make that leap <laughs> yeah. entrepreneur? So I actually worked for the um, Australian Federal Police, which is basically the FBI, like it's equivalent to the FBI in, in the US. And I was just a, um, uh, I was like an IT uh, service desk analyst type thing. I help people with their computers and stuff like that. So kind of no, not, nothing gotcha. to do with marketing. Yeah. And um, it da- it's all data though, right? And like you said, going back to the fundamentals, um, there's interesting stuff. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. There's, I mean, yes, there is in that job, there's definitely fundamentals and ways of solving problems in there that are just, yeah, yeah repeatable yeah. and uh, well based. Um, so what I realized, like, I that was, I was about 26 at that, I, at that stage when I left that job. And so my, I'd worked in a nine to five for about, uh, maybe five years. So before that, it was custom in customs, Australian customs, and then I transitioned to the um, AFP. And what I kind of realized, um, or actually not at the time, but 
I, I was in the, I was in a career that I didn't really see myself doing. And it was just kind of like, I did it just to make money. Like a lot of, like a lot of people. And when I joined the, um, I left the customs because I just, it was monotonous and it was the same. And I was like, wasn't enjoying it. So I moved to the AFP and it was really great for the first six months. And then after the first six months, after I kind of learned everything, it got really monotonous again. And mm, I really started yeah. to not enjoy it. And um, where I'm from in Canberra, it's the capital. It's kind of like Washington. No, it's all public service jobs, basically. Yeah. And the only way you can move up in your career is if someone dies or if they retire. Like seriously, like you, it's very miserable. hard to like move up. There's I mean, no progression. Dying and retiring sound miserable too, but I mean, it sounds miserable <laughs> being in that, to- that sort of role. Yeah, it's like no progression at all, right? And yeah. as you know, being a business owner, like every day you are growing. It's like you don't have yeah. an option. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise your business falls apart. Um, anyway, but I didn't realize that at the time. I just knew I didn't like it. I didn't realize it was because of no growth, like no personal growth. Because I like the first six months when I'm learning stuff and it's all new. Yeah. Um, it's very monotonous and um, all I knew is I just hate I just didn't want to be in this a nine-to-five type role anymore um, if I I reckon if I had landed in a nine-to-five job where I was doing like sales or something more entrepreneurial where I was growing I think I probably would still be in a nine-to-five because it's probably more about growth so anyway I thought okay I don't want to do a nine-to-five it's they're all they're all monotonous. I need to I want to grow my own business. It wasn't even a monetary yeah. type decision. It was just like I want something that's a bit more fulfilling. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and um, the the really the catalyst was I just really hated the, hated the job, and um, I probably what I did was I just I just quit the job to London, which I probably don't recommend. Like if you're if you wanted to start a business. I recommend kind of keep your job as long as you can. So you have that cash flow to support you uh, and build your business on the side. Um, oh, but I just, yeah, I think that's a great, great, great. I role. just was in such a bad spot. The way that I describe it is like uh, having a straight jacket on your soul. Like I just felt so constrained. Like mm. it got so bad at the end of my time there that I kid you not, like every, every hour I would, have to stop, I would walk around the building and then I would do another hour. Like I, it just got that kind of, um, I don't know, depressing, I guess it was, it was really bad. Um, So that was me and that's why I quit. But if you can, if you can kind of uh, grit your teeth through your job, I recommend it's much better to bring in that cash. Because as I said, I just went into a lot of debt in London. That wasn't, wasn't a good position. I think that's such a good rule. And I mean, I, that's, that's why I teach a lot of our coaching clients. It's what we teach through our course. And Mm. I used to, I used to train salespeople and we were on call. We were in the medical device industry. It's very challenging, very challenging, Mm -hmm. very stressful. Um, a lot of hours and you don't have control over your time, which I think studies have shown that, you know, having control of your time is, is one, if not the predictor of happiness in a, in a job, having, you know, that, yeah. that, in, yep. that internal ability to control kind of what you're doing and the time that you do it, like janitors are happy because they get to kind of decide what and when they're going to do it as long yeah, as they yeah. pride in their job. Um, but we have a lot of salespeople that listen. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen, Luke. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, you've you've worked with thousands of coaches. And and correct mm-hmm. my numbers here if if you're anything. But have, is it true you sent over a billion emails? <laughs> yeah, I haven't written a billion emails if that's asking. But I've like <laughs> yes, yeah, sent over a billion emails. It actually sounds that like still sounds, sounds pretty like amazing. a big number. But it's actually it's it's not that. Like if you if you break down, like let's say your an example, let's say your list is like. Um, you know, because I send an email each day, right? A daily email. Sure. And yeah. But let's say your list is like ten thousand, right? If I send ten, like ten emails, that's a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know, that's a hundred thousand emails right there over ten days. You know, so it's 
a billion sounds like a lot. Like a lot of why I use you can that. get there fast <laughs> if you have a good size list, though. It sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But also, if you're sending daily, like I do as well, yeah. so you can get there pretty quick. DJ Van Kern, it's good to see you. Um, I look forward to talking about the Four Institute and your upcoming fall program. I'd love for you to uh, just introduce yourself real quick and tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, so uh, DJ Van Karen, and um, uh, I'm the founder of the Four Institute. And then I've also uh, worked for a number of uh, very prominent families on the real estate portfolios. Yeah, we've had uh, DJ on the podcast and um, DJ works with family offices that are typically, and correct me if I'm wrong, $250 million or more in net worth. And uh, the Four Institute, I'm super excited for this program that I'm going to be attending. Um, typically, this is information and access to typically only these family offices get, but you're opening this to our investors as well. So we actually, um, it's an executive education program. And in the program, we've put together um, some of the most prominent uh, uh, professors around the country and industry experts. So we have professors from Wharton and Harvard and University of Denver, University of Chicago. We have family office and, and real estate uh, experts. And we focus in on you know, what it is to, to maintain and, and really generate significant growth through real estate. And uh, it's in a format that's uh, extremely valuable. And, uh, you know, on our front page at four dot institute, not dot com, but dot com, uh, institute, you can even see videos of uh, people uh, and their experiences. Awesome. And so I guess, DJ, what what is someone going to learn that attends this class? Uh, they're going to learn how to uh, analyze opportunities. Um, they're going to understand about market cycles. Where are we in the market cycle and, and what to look like, look for uh, in the various property types? They're going to understand, um, you know, get into some of the issues about maintaining your wealth from, from long-term perspectives, tax strategies for uh, your investments, and um, really how to make better decisions on, on uh, your state investing. No, I think it's awesome. I think a lot of people have concerns about where we are right now in the economic cycle, what's going to happen to real estate. I follow, you know, one of the faculty, Dr. Miller's quarterly reports to stay on top of these things. And I'll tell you what, it makes it makes me feel a lot more confident knowing this information, knowing historically what has happened and to have access to these faculty, this information. I'm really excited about it. How can people find out more if they want to attend? Yeah, so they go to Ford Institute, which is F-O-R-E for Family Office Real Estate. So it's Ford.Institute. It's not .com, but it's .Institute. So Ford.Institute. And you can click on there to receive a brochure and then sign up for the course. Perfect. And we'll have the links right here um, along with this uh, short video. DJ, it's great to see you. I look forward to seeing you in person here later this month. But your business, I mean, so you said you send an email a day, like, okay, yes. that's one email and what, yeah. So yeah. what, what if, you know, working with all these coaches, um, going through this process, distilling it down to the ability to kind of channel it all through that, you know, one, you know, that one point of communication, um, what, what, why, why an email a day? What have you learned in that process? And kind of, what is that, what is that business model kind of rolled up into that? Yeah. So I, 
I have a simple rule with emails. Like it goes like this. The more you email, the more money you make. So if, if you don't want to make money, don't send an email every day. Just send an email once every, you know, week or once every two weeks, like most people. But if you send but I, email, but I hate a lot of people hate email though. So they might say one well, that's well, that's what I was about to say. So okay. Yeah. If you send email like the way most people do, which is there's kind of two ways it's either like full of content, like just full of like teach lots of content. Or it's like guru, like a big guru list, right? Just kind of pitch, pitch, right? So those are the two kind of main styles okay. of email. If you just like send like that, um, you know, sending lots, sending content is is fine. But here's what happens, and, and I'm sure we've all experienced this. You jump on an email list, you get like invited with lots of content, yeah. and you put it in like, oh, I'll read it now. I'll so I'll read it later folder. We've all got that like you know great content folder, and it just keeps getting yeah. filled and filled and yeah, filled. I got that. And and let me, yeah, let me tell you, when hang on, actually, let me tell you what it's called here, real quick. <laughs> It's called <laughs> to watch and to read. Right. To right. watch and to read. The last time you you like you went through and like watched it and read it. Well, the list that. gets bigger. It doesn't ever get yeah. smaller. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the, <laughs> that's the problem. Right? It's like people, you'll notice that your open rates are really good for the first couple of weeks because people are getting yeah. all this content and then it, they yeah. kind of get burned out and they're like, okay, this is, I'll read it later, read it later. And they're just like information. Warm. Yeah. And this was me, right? So in 2000 and um 15 when i started to get more serious about email i was doing the same thing i was spending like hours on like just sending an email yeah and i noticed that people would open for the first couple of weeks and then it would just die down i'm like it's really frustrating because you're spending so much time you know writing great content yeah um and then what i also noticed which is also frustrating is that they can't take five minutes to read my email but they can spend like two hours a day like if you go to the if you just google how much time people are spending on social media, how much time are people watching Netflix or YouTube, you know, it's literally hours per day. So they can insane. Yeah. look at this stuff that doesn't improve their life. My content does improve their life and yet they're not even paying attention to it. So what, yeah. what there's like a disconnect there, what's going on? Well, obviously um, if I want to get my content consumed, I need to make it like more like what these platforms are doing. Another way of saying that is make it more entertaining, right? Cause the reason why people are on social media watching Netflix is because more it's, entertaining. It's, interesting. Yeah, entertaining. Now again, I'm an engineer. Big... I'm a boring guy. So I hear entertaining. Well, that's, like, I want, that's I want my value. next thing. Yeah. That's my next thing. It's like most people, you know, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not funny. I I'm not a comedian, et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> so now you now you just made me laugh. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's the next. I just go down the objections, right? That's that's what this is how I how I write a sales page. It's like, okay, yeah, send an email per day, like you know, yeah. so you're trying. Um, and then of course I say, we, you know, just send entertaining emails. Well, I'm not, I'm not funny, et cetera. So there's, if you look at like Hollywood and again, Netflix, YouTube, yeah. um, some of the most, uh, entertaining content is, um, is if you actually think back to how we were raised, right. In terms of the way that we speak and we communicate from fifth, uh, when we start speaking, like maybe 15 months old, 15 to 18 months old. Sure. Um, and onward, we uh, the way that we learn to communicate is through stories, right? You've probably seen books, yeah. um, Bible. It's like neurologically, but neurologically yeah. wired to like communicate with stories, basically. Yeah. It's natural. But and if you look at um, Hollywood, Netflix, etc., YouTube, the most entertaining content is in a story, right? That's because that's it's just naturally entertaining. So we are by telling stories by communicating with our um 
when we commit with our spouse, our kids, our friends, when we're naturally speaking in stories, stories are inherently entertaining. The key there is we just want to make sure that the stories that we choose for our emails are going to be the most entertaining stories, right? Until a story where it's like, you know, I, I drank a coffee today. Like that's, that's not really, it's not really that, that entertaining. Unless it's um, out of an ember mug. Oh, exactly. I can tell your audience what, the, what that is if you want. An ember mug, uh, by the way, for those listening, is just, I don't know how you've probably spoken about it on your, on your podcast. Before. I haven't. So yeah, yeah, I should have it. I should have something like, you know, top 10 recommendations this year. Huh? But yeah, so, you know, Luke and I were talking before the show here and I saw him, I saw him drink his coffee and we're both early risers. Although Luke, you got me beat at 2 AM. Like, come on, dude, you're, you're crushing, you're crushing me there. Um, I stay up a little later though, to be fair. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, so yeah, you're heating up your coffee like multiple times a day. My wife got me this Ember mug and I'm terrible. Like I always guess like what presents I'm going to get for Christmas. And it drives my wife absolutely crazy. You know, I'm the kind of guy that can like, you know, put my hand over the box and say, Oh, it's, it's this you know? Yeah. And she's like, how in the hell did you guess that? Like, we've never talked <laughs> about it. We've never done it. And, you know, it just pops into my head. I opened this box. I had no clue. It's an Ember mug and this self-heating mug, you know, that recharges itself. And I'm, I'm not a stuffed guy. So I looked at, it, I was like, I don't need that. And I got my mugs. We got 20 mugs in the cabinet, you know, nice mugs. Well, I tried it. I freaking love this thing. Like I absolutely love it because now I can pour my coffee and not only is it hot when it gets into my mug, but after I drink it for a couple of minutes, not only is it hot, it actually gets hotter. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. after it starts to cool off, it's just fantastic. And I can cool. sit there for an hour with a hot cup of coffee. Um, and a microwave, you know, just kind of makes it, co- I'm kind of not a coffee snob, but I'm maybe a connoisseur is a better way to put it. Cool. So, uh, that's a, yeah, that's so a, it's, a, that's a perfect example of yeah. a story right now, the way that I would. So anyway, to identify a story that yeah. might be entertaining is think about something that sparks an emotion within you, right? So you told me that story before we jumped on today because it was interesting to you, right? It was exciting to you. Dude, have you heard of the Ember, right? So anything that sparks an emotion, like a strong emotion within you, like whether it makes you frustrated or happy or excited or sad, that's a really great place for a entertaining uh, story. So I get stories from like news articles all the time of just something that, like I saw uh, one the other day where... um. I wrote an email about this. Um, this this woman went to hospital because she was too afraid to fart um, in front of her boyfriend. <laughs> like I kid you not, like that was. <laughs> and what I also found funny was like it was above the Ukraine war. Like it was it was high it was higher than the Ukraine than some articles about the Ukraine war. I just thought I mentioned that as well. Though. I thought that was did funny. So anyway, live? I laughed. Uh, yeah, she did. But I laughed. So I thought you know this is a great email. I don't know what the. Yeah. The next step is the lesson. Okay, so you got the story. You just tell the story. So for you, yep. the ember mug, you know, the, the way that you might start that story is like, you know what really pees me off is like when you, again, that's the emotion, right? Is when you, yep. um, you're you sitting there with your coffee and it goes, you know, cold after 10, this is what I was talking to you about. It goes cold after 10 minutes. And yeah. You have to drink quickly and then you're peeing and then you're, you're peeing every you know, five times every, every hour because you're, you're drinking your coffee so fast. And anyway, I came across this great product or my wife gave it to me ember mug and here's what it does and here's what it's called blah 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 so that's just the story okay yeah. and um and so what i remember i can i yeah i can i visualize i'm like yeah i hate going because i don't have a bathroom in my office i gotta walk down the stairs i gotta heat it up in the microwave it's like yeah right it's fantastic so you just yeah. tell this you just tell the story it doesn't there's no kind of like magic you just tell the story kind of yeah. how you were telling to me before in, the, in your email and the next step is 
um, the lesson, right? But the point is you lead with entertainment because that's gotcha. what people really want. That's what yeah. why people, it's, it's, it's really hard to reframe. I understand that because people are so used to like, oh my God, it's a marketing email. I can't send too many marketing emails because then my list will get really annoyed. These are emails that people like to read, read right? I get, I get replies to my emails all the time saying, look, I love your emails. And the only way to really kind of see this is if just you jump onto my list, just read some of my daily emails. You'll see how the, how it works. It's really simple. Story, lesson, close is the framework. Just what's the story? Story, lesson, close. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, of course. Okay. Story lesson, call to action. Same thing. Because the action. close is not gotcha. like it's not yeah. like this call hard close. I guess I can use the word close for salespeople. Yeah. Um, this call to action, like just a soft call to action to whatever your offer is, like, hey, book an appointment if you need help with generating more sales or whatever. Um, so the lesson for you now, what do you teach, uh, Chris? What do you teach on your list? Is it about investing specifically, or different? Yeah. Topics? So if you look at if you look more at our our coaching and and our and our uh, education platform, yeah, we're yep. teaching strategies to to make keep and grow your money. So ultimately, develop streams of passive income is what we teach. Cool. So I would think about okay, here's here's Ember, here's the company. Now what's What's a cool lesson from this story? Now it could be an investing lesson in terms of like, hey, they this company found a need in the market, um, very niche kind of need in terms of, but what they've done is actually pretty cool. It's like they've <laughs> they've found a problem that people get annoyed by and they've created a, a really cool product for that, right? So that's a lesson in in investing, right? If you want to invest in a, a good company, find one that has uh, I don't know great marketing or solves a great problem or whatever the lesson is, right? So the point. Yeah. There's a there's an investing lesson in there. Oh my! Yeah, I would is- say yeah. What pops That's into lessons. my mind is um, look, we we invest in multifamily because the demographics point in that direction. We don't have enough housing. People need a place to live. It's something that almost yeah. everybody needs. Coffee is the number one consumed beverage in the country, and okay. it's Beautiful. a it's a massive. If you're going to go after a a business area or an investment, go and in, go into a rising tide. Go where there's a lot of fish, right? There you go. Yeah, Very simple. That. So that's the story. And you kind of think about I it. Got it. The lesson. Yeah. All right. Great, great interview. Good. Have a great, no, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's straightforward. I mean, that's it. That's, that's, that's the, that's absolutely. The, that's the so, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to pull Cause I know, I know you're the email expert, but um, I want to pull this cause I'm thinking about it from a, kind of a, not only a bit of a selfish perspective, kind of from my past in sales, but also for, you know, my friends and listeners who are in sales or entrepreneurs, it sounds like I could use this, especially if I'm, if I'm seeing a client on a, on a repeated basis, you know, it's like, um, the guy, right? What is it? Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. He walks up, he's the insurance salesman and Phil turns and he, he runs like the other way in the street and steps in the puddle. Right. So like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want my client or my customer to run away from me. So what what you're, what you're saying, Luke, is I could use the same strategy, right? I could, I could say any, yeah, any business. Yeah. As long as the emails are like, yeah, if your emails are annoying, don't send, don't, them. like if they're not like i don't understand this like this mindset of like oh I, I don't want to annoy my list so i'll just send one annoying email per week versus like seven annoying email no you don't send any annoying emails like every email should be something that they want to read and if they want to read it why wouldn't you send it every day because then you get more offers in front of them so that's why i say look the more email the more money you make but yeah. You've got to send emails they want to read. Um, yeah. If they don't want to read them, don't send any emails. Don't send one a week or one a month. It's does that make sense? So as long as it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's fantastic because I think you know if you know if 
for people, what, I mean, what are the biggest mistakes you see that people make when they're sending emails? I mean, I, well, I see not doing one. these things, but yeah. yeah. So, so the, for, in terms of like, so number one is yes, not sending email actually want to read. So relevant and, and right. you know, entertaining. Um, yeah. uh, number two is they, they teach too much, right? So teach just too much. Yeah. Over teach. So that's why I wow. do the story lesson story lesson close it's not like yeah. story blog post right it's not a blog post where it's like okay here's how to sign up to funnels and then you once you're in click funnels then this is the type of funnel that you create and then here's how to set up the landing pages like you know really long blog post that's not that's not what and that's kind of like what i used to do like when i was getting into email many years ago yeah. and people that just overwhelms people that just goes straight into the old oh, i'll get to it later this is great i'll get to it a folder so that's why i say story lesson gotcha. close it's, i'm very specific about the lesson because it's just like what's the principle what's the lesson um and that another way of saying that is what's the the what and the why right don't go into the how the what and the why so what you need to do you need um uh you need to send regular emails right one email per day why because the more you email the more money you make right i'm not going into how to write here's some copywriting techniques that's for my program that's for my coaching but as long as i give the what and the why that's hugely valuable even just the why in an email why they need to do email um a lot of my emails just have the why in it because it's very valuable to tell people look you don't need a complex funnel to get clients you don't need a complex automations or anything like that. you can actually get high paying clients just from you just from sending consistent emails and that is just just that is such a light bulb moment just that is valuable so you have to kind of reframe what valuable content is valuable content can be the why it can be the the what yes it can be the how but the how is for your program yeah no that's fantastic and actually i was uh the beginning of my career i worked for pfizer which is a very polarizing company here over the past couple of years with everything that's going on um it was a great great company to to, to learn sales and i had a you know I, I talked to sometimes a dozen or two dozen doctors or surgeons a day and I remember a yep. doctor said to me one time, he goes, you know, I like you, Chris. He goes, you come in, you know, you don't waste my time. You give me something, you know, that's valuable. Teach me something basically. And then, you know, you're, you're on, you're on your way. And I probably, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little funny. I have no idea, but I probably would say, you know, we talk about something entertaining or, or funny or that sort of thing. And then, but I, yep. I give him a quick bullet and roll out. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's terrific. Cause I think we want to teach so much, you know, we want to provide so much value but yeah. I, I think I love your point. If people aren't using it, right. It's like, mm. it's like having a steak that's too big. You're like, well, that's great, but I gotta, I'm going to put it in the fridge. Well, it's not as good later. If yeah, if you didn't eat it, it's fresh. Well, you have to understand, like your emails are there to sell. They're not, this yeah. is another really important point. They're there to sell. They're not there to teach. <laughs> so if you're teaching, you're not, you know, cause where you can really transform your, yeah prospect is in in your program so your the email email is a sales it's not marketing it's a because they're already on your list right the marketing is yeah. getting them onto your list yeah. right? that's where advertising comes in you advertise a free guide or whatever a lead magnet yeah um and that's what gets them onto your list and then once they're on your list you use email to sell them on your methodology that's why you talk about the what and the why the what and the why sells them on your methodology they go oh my gosh yes i need Lou email system how do i implement this Oh, there's a call to action at the end to book a spot on his calendar. Right? So the email is a sales tool. It's not a marketing tool. The, the marketing is the list building side of things. So if you're teaching, you're doing email wrong. It's that's not what's that's not what it's for. I think that's fantastic. I mean, and in that vein, Luke, 
Um, how can people best get in touch with you? How can they get on your email list? I've, I've been reading yeah. the content here prior, prior to our, um, our discussion here today. It's fantastic. How can people get, get more? Um, yeah, probably the easiest, I think just check out how the strategy works. It's very simple. I guess I'm all about simplicity after my experience in London um, and trying all these complex funnels. It's funny. I actually do all the complex funnels for my clients. Like I can actually do them, but for myself and my clients, um, like my coaching clients, I just keep it simple. Um, so my strategy is yeah, build your list, email it. So just all you have to do is go to nineemailoffice.com, just the number nine emailoffice.com. That'll take you to the free guide. I that's the guide that I advertise as well. Um, opt into my list and just see how the daily emails work. It's 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 really straightforward. Um awesome. Nineemailoffers.com. That's gonna be um yep. if you're watching on YouTube down here in the show notes, it's or in the links, it's also gonna be in the show notes if you're listening. Um and yeah, check out Luke's info, get on his list here. I know I am. And Luke, so much, thank you so much for joining us from across the country or across the world um, in another country. Hope you enjoy your coffee and it's still hot. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's still pretty. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. Hey, Chris here again. I hope you found this episode valuable. Now I have one more thing to give to you. We have a page for my coaching clients where you can get a free copy of my book, as well as much more from previous guests on the show. Just check out nextlevelincome.com slash coaching to get a free copy of my book, audiobook, and much more. I'll send you a copy of my book and cover all the shipping costs as a thank you for listening to the podcast. Also, please like, share, and take just 90 seconds to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts.